Hello guys and welcome to the ninth episode of the Beer Power Podcast. Unfortunately, Ikena and Bado are not here with us today again. So, it's myself, Ojima, awesome. and Prodigy. Prodigy in the building. OJ, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. A bit anxious for this evening when Liverpool take on Man City. Alright, we'll keep an eye on that. Sam, what's, what's popping? Uh, yeah, top of the table. For now. <laughs> so I'm praying for a draw today. <laughs> you guys finally had one over uh, the Christian guys. I don't know. You guys have been considering to... Religious boys. Religious but I mean, it has, it, has been, it has been wild. But you guys finally had one over the Saints. How was, how was your mood yesterday? Um, well, uh, let me first mention that the goal was scored by James. Um, <laughs> A disciple of Jesus, so, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't think I don't think we are we are done. So I think we maybe we are, I think we are coming up against another Christian no God. Oh my, <laughs> no, oh <my>. <laughs> so <laughs> so what? Well, it was actually good. Anyway, at a point, you know, after the penalty, I was like worried that oh, we are going to end up with maybe a draw or something. But you know, after the red card and uh, thanks to Tuchel's um, changes. You know, and we're able to like come up with a very, 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 very good win. Maybe the scoreline should even be more than that, but altogether, it was a good win. All right, all right. Uh, we'll start off today's episode with a review of what happened in the Champions League in midweek, Tuesday and Wednesday. On Tuesday, it was the most anticipated game of the week: City versus PSG. Uh, <laughs> OJ is squirming here. OJ predicted that City would win 4 0. Yeah, actually, it's supposed to win 4 0. Wait, 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 wait. But it turned out that Dictator Percy scored and PSG ran out 2 0 winners on the day. OJ, I know you saw the game. What was, what was going through your mind when? Messi got onto the return ball for Kylian Mbappe. I, I don't. My my disappointment does not actually start for Messi. My disappointment is um, I didn't I didn't start the game from the beginning. So immediately I just started looking at the TV. Gay just scored. So my first wow. zero prediction was just burnt in the mud. <laughs> like straight up, that was the most dis- disappointing part. <laughs> then um, secondly, I think when Messi scored, it was also a bit of disappointment because I also predicted that he was not going to score, and I didn't want him to score because I wanted to drag him, but. It's called a very lucky goal, Shad. I, I think. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any element of luck in that goal. In my own opinion, any, any normal player in the world can score it. So it's actually just another goal. <laughs> it was scored by Messi, so he's overhyped. I think Messi fans have been starved for a, a while, Shad. That's why they were celebrated. They've not been getting too much from him for a while now. That was, so. And that was his first goal for, for his new team, Paris Saint Germain. Uh, Poor from him, Shad. Mm, he's still trying to adapt to a new league, so... Uh, the Champions League? Yeah. He's not Mr. Champions League, new so... Teammates. Yeah, yeah new teammates, teammates, adapting to the new system and all. But, Prodigy, what what did you make of the City versus PSG game? Um, what, what I would say about the game was, um, um, first, it was it was an open game. You know, it could have gone either way, either to City or to... Um, or to PSG and what I will, like I will first say is that like PSG it was more like for PSG it was more like um 
their individual brilliance, you know, were paid off. Yes, the first goal, the first goal was from Mbappe's cross and Neymar missed it before Gaye, you know, shot and it was a goal. And the second goal was, you know, Messi. You just can't like you, you don't you don't stop. It's, it's very impossible to stop that type of player. You know, it's the OJ said it was it was a lucky goal, which I disagree. But I'm not here to argue if uh, it was lucky or, not. lucky or not. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's that not was lucky. actually a very very good. Some would describe it as a postage stamp because <clears> it was as if he had like the full measurement yeah. of the post and. He just stuck it in the top. Are you sure Ederson could not get to that point? When you were like, when you were when you were in film in full motion, you already know are the awareness to know okay, this is where the keeper is standing, this is where the far the far corner is, and this way you know you get. So, but I think I think City didn't play badly. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play badly. I think um, how will I put it now? I, I was very very disappointed um, in Jack Grealish and Riyad Mahrez because they kept on playing uh, into. Um, the fullback, the the, uh, the PSG fullback, Hakimi and Nuno Mendes. Um, I expected. I think. I think they should have like maybe dragged them wider. If considering uh, the the two fullbacks, Kai Walker and Cancelo, Cancelo was played of course out of position. He's normally yeah, as an inverted fullback, so it's going to be difficult for him to move off feed and stretch play. So, um, yeah, I know that uh, great style of play is moving inside and Mari is also moving, inside, but they kept on doing that. All game, all night. Yeah, I felt, I felt, I felt. Uh, Man City like got a foothold into the game when Foden was introduced. You know, there was direct running at Hakimi then. Uh, well, compared uh, to compared to Grealish yeah, trying they, to like, it became more unpredictable. Yeah, it became more unpredictable, well, and they, they they created the fashion now more more chances. I, I, I don't know more clear cut chances than when it was with Grealish. It was with Grealish. It was as if he was. Always running into a stone wall, yeah. Because you could always see Herrera coming across to cover up for for Hakimi, so that if Grealish tries to move outside, there's always Hakimi to hold him off. If he tries to move inside, Hakimi is also there, and this time there's Herrera also blocking him off. So it kind of it kind that that tactic didn't didn't come off to me, and I expected a manager like Pep Guardiola to you know quickly identify that and. Probably ring out the changes earlier on. Yeah, yeah. I think it came the introduction. It, yeah, the introduction of Phil Foden came very, yeah, very late in the game. game. And, and one thing I want to say was like I was not you know that too impressed with PSG. Yeah, like I said, yeah. individual brilliance. I think um one should I say a recurring team like this was also like happening under Thomas Tuchel and and now Pochettino. They they tend to like you know lose control. They can't try in the bigger matches. And this, 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 this doesn't like, it's not a good pointer to, to, uh, towards a successful PSC, a Champions League campaign, or like, I'm going to win the Champions League when you can't, you know, dominate the game. Yeah, it was less apparent against City. City dominated them in possession. It was, but it was less apparent against City because Verratti was playing. Now, and we know, like, sometimes Verratti struggles with, you know, Verratti struggles with fitness, but, Whenever he's playing PSG, uh, he elevates their uh, yeah, game. are more comfortable on the ball. But I think they really need to find a solution um, to 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 how uh, become more dominant in possession, especially against big teams. Because um, when you can't when you can't like hold on to possession for a long time, you keep on inviting pressure, and I don't know how long you are going to like keep off your opponent from scoring. That's where they really need to focus on. I, I if they want to be, I uh, will really go far in the Champions League. This I felt I was impressed with, you know, Verratti's Verratti playing on on Tuesday. You know, at least they were they were able to hold the ball and you know 
progress a bit. They didn't they didn't do it so often, but every time they tried to move with the ball upfield, probably try to catch City on the breaks, they, they were almost successful. Whenever they went forward on those counter-attacks, it just felt like City were going to crumble or PSG were just going to find a way to work out something and probably fashion out a chance for them to score. The very few times that it didn't pop off was probably a misplaced pass or someone overrunning the ball and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Gay, gay, and gay and yes, gay, yes, yes. And I was quite impressed with PSG's midfield, especially on the day. You know, they stuck to their jobs. Verity was controlling the possession the very little times they had control of the ball. Herrera and Gay were mopping up everything within sight. And for Gay to, you know, do his job perfectly and still go upfield to score the first goal, you know, it gave, really gave PSG like a foothold, you know, to score that very early in the game. You know, they were very comfortable sitting very deep in a very compact manner, you know, block off um, cities, cities attacking intense and, and all of that. But today, just minutes ago, still on the PSG matter, we just saw them lose to Stad Rene 2-0. Yes. And and <laughs> we are still on the on the Champions League segment, but it's very important to, you know, compare and contrast. From winning 2-0 against City to losing 2-0 against Stad Rene. What 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 happened? We saw we saw some bits of the game, we saw clips of the goals, we saw all of that. The first goal was, I mean, the defending was shambolic. The defending was shambolic. OJ. From the two wide areas. From, the, from, the, from, the, very, two from very wide areas. From but from, let's, let's, let's go to OJ. You, you, saw, you saw PSG's performance today. You saw Messi go close from the free kick. You also saw the performance from midfield. What did you make of PSG today? Um, Looking back at the Champions League game against City. I think first of all, the Champions League game against City seems like a more balanced setup for you to go into games with, especially in games where you might not have con as much control, control as you as you want in like away games where the fans are shouting the referees ears to give them every decision and so on. So you need that calm and that balance. So playing Di Maria on the right and having messages roaming about is not really a balance because you you'll be having players that like Prodigy has said before, you have players that will not want to give themselves that defensive responsibility you are ascribing to them at that point. So imagine having Messi Neymar and Mbappe just standing forward, not pressing as much as they are supposed to press. And instead of Herrera, you have Di Maria on the pitch. So who is going to be winning the ball? They're just leaving two men against. Although the quality of I'm not comparing the quality of Stade Rennes to Manchester City, but I think the tactical setup today was wasn't very good. First of all, secondly, um, you said Messi hit the post, which is something I don't care about. He didn't have any shot on targets. He didn't have any shot on targets in this game, which is very poor from the quality of players we saw coming up against that team. So. I actually think it's something that you might have to question Pochettino. Yeah, you might have to question Pochettino. And I feel to an extent, Messi's coming might not be as good 
as people might paint it to be. Although maybe it might just be a, a coaching issue as of now, but looking at it now, it's looking a bit dodgy to me because the defensive responsibility has to go to somebody. You can't have three people or two people just up standing up front, doing nothing or not pressing as much as they're supposed to. Sam, you saw the clip of the first goal and we before we came on air, before we started recording, you know, we discussed the game against Olympic Lyonnais and how the midfield looks very lightweight. You know, you saw you saw the goal and how Rene had like freedom in the midfield, switch of play and boom it was a goal. What 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 do you think Pochettino needs to change? Well, the, the thing is, it's let me say first, it's not a matter of the number of players you have um, in midfield or something. It's more like it's more like should I say structure because I, you can't you can decide to have um, five players or six players all in midfield and maybe two or three passes and yeah they're out of the game. So it's like I said, it's more like. It's what Pochettino needs to do now, like should do is how to like, you know, find a structure, because uh, like I said the other time, uh, Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi and Di Maria are more like more of players that, you know, you have to like really love defensive um, duties, and that is too much, that is too much for one, for one team. So you might maybe you are saying okay, you know, Rene are like. It is small, yeah. yeah smaller team, so we don't. We'll be in control of. We'll be in control. But shouldn't he be wary of these these kind of issues? You know, teams that he, derive joy from playing compact and hitting you on the counter. Shouldn't he, he be wary? Probably, probably was like oh, with the firepower of Messi, Neymar. So this will be afraid to yeah, you know, come at us. Understand, but then I, I don't think anything will be like any. There is anything that that is coming to say, okay, let's just play and defend for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. We won't even like mm-hmm. come out of our own half. So yeah, we maybe, yeah but I think that, that was like the goal. For example, now the first goal was even was just it was funny. Yeah, it was a counter, but there wasn't even enough time for PSG to recover and cover up spaces. But um, first. Uh, actually, uh, Hakimi like allowed a very very easy cross. We shouldn't have like should have. I think should have. He gave the player a very good angle to cross and much time. even like try to cover. And of course, Nuno, Nuno Mendes was caught sleeping at the far post, and yeah, that was it. So it's more like him trying to like find how to fit in. It's got. It's, it's difficult. It's actually. I don't even think it's not possible. It's not possible. Yes, I don't think it's possible to fit in. You know, four players unless you know. Uh, I, I think one one player that I know I can say that like. You know, that will contribute, that can contribute massively defensively. I think he's Kylian Mbappe and maybe to some extent Di Maria, but I don't know about Neymar. Because mm-hmm. sorry, but let me let me uh, just make a, a little reference to um, the Champions League, yeah. um, the Champions mm-hmm. League game. I I think uh, instead of the two full uh, wing forward Messi and and Neymar mm-hmm. were actually helping our defense, so it was not left for and Gay and Trey Gay really did a good job. Helping out uh, Nuno Mendes against Mares and then Herrera sometimes um, helping Akraf against the yeah. So, yeah, that's it. He has to find a balance. I don't think playing four of them at the same time is going to be the, the way. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, uh, I know Ikena is somewhere 
punching his face in the air, celebrating Shameless. his loss. <laughs> because he wants uh, Pochettino to go. But we'll see how that pans out. Um, hopefully, or hopefully not, he gets the right balance. But moving on from, from PSG, Manchester United versus Villarreal. 2-1 at Old Trafford. I mean, Villarreal dominated United for most parts of that game. And Odanjuma had had Diego Dalo on roast for 90 minutes. But somehow, somehow, United got themselves over the finish line. Who else? In the 94th minute. Who else? Ronaldo... Coming up clutch again in the 94th minute to give United the 2-1 win. OJ, mm -hmm. I know you're happy Ronaldo scored. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're happy Ronaldo scored, but what did you make of Manchester United's performance? Um, quickly, I would say, I don't know what's, what's happening on Manchester United's right side, but anybody that plays there looks like Neymar. I don't know, Danjima was when, like... When, when, that, that's not true. That's only that when was looking like the best player in the no, world. No, that was that was because that, that was because one Bissaka. I don't think there are there are many wingers in world football today that would that would do that too. How about Demarai Gray? One Bissaka. Demarai Gray was playing like prime 14, 15 Neymar on that on that left side. <laughs> Can we stick to United versus Villarreal first? <laughs> but I'm just talking about like your right side, your right side has an issue going forward and defensively because. I also think Greenwood may not be as um. What, 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 what should I say? He's good. He's good yeah. going for the talents and everything, but I think your build up from there has serious issues because nobody's even playing to Ronaldo's strengths. They are not crossing the ball enough, and we also saw Shaw was not overlapping and all these things. So for the Villa for the Villarreal game, I think Manchester United got lucky. Which has been something that has been happen happening recently because we've seen that they don't really have a structure, a pattern. They've really depended on individual brilliance. The Teles go, Ronaldo's go. Those are just flashes of brilliance and they just escaped and stole the three points in the dying moment. So I think Ole has serious work to do. Some people are saying he has to go, he has to go, but honestly, I don't really have an opinion on it. I think Ole in, yeah, because you guys have to suffer. Sam, did you think there's a fundamental problem with the coaching or do you think the players are free balling at manchester united um <laughs> with your question is i've i've always like even beginning of season um i i said the reason why manchester united are not you know um my favorite for the title was because they don't of a lack of should I say, um a holding me or a ball playing midfield actually high volume pass let me just put it that way like defensive uh, holding midfield can actually like you know control possession and this is a very very big problem it's it's funny now that we're seeing it's even against um should i say a, a, a so-called smaller team that okay maybe uh, united will play regardless of whoever plays in the middle but you know united have not even played against the bigger uh, the, the so-called bigger oppositions now and it's so apparent that like oh, this will have uh, a, a problem in midfield after this international up. break there's there's going to be serious issue for and, manchester united and, uh, i think this was what fueled me saying um ronaldo will be a miss because then and you know you were laughing you guys were laughing but what, what i was trying to say was that ronaldo was not coming to solve <laughs> the main the, issues the main issues and in fact ronaldo is even creating his own problem now in united attack 
Don is there. I, I, I think Edison Cavani brings more balance to the team. United, yes, to the United attack of the ball. I disagree. You don't, you don't have to. You don't necessarily you know, have I'm, to I'm agree. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you should agree with me, but I'm, I'm giving my own opinion. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah, that's why I disagree. Uh, good. So, like, like I said, uh, um, like I said, um, Cavani like brings more balance to the other. But I'm not here like to discuss um, Ronaldo. But uh, my main issue, my main issue with Manchester United, and it's going, they are going to pay dearly for it this season, is lack of a controller in midfield, or and they have problem with build up. They don't have that player that, that is patient enough to uh, pass the ball, come and receive the ball, keep on, you know, keep possession ticking. Mm -hmm. They just have, you see them one or two passes and they're trying to go long already. Bruno is trying to do something special. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the major issue now. That's the major issue for me. And, you know, Fred is not, it's not the answer. And no answer. They don't have the answer. They should have, like, sort, sorted themselves out uh, in this last transfer window. I don't know if they have any plans of doing that in the general transfer market or they are going to wait this summer. But as things stand, they will keep on struggling, in my own opinion, uh, without a holding midfielder or without a ball-playing midf uh, midfielder. Honestly speaking, the Villarreal game was another game United deserved to lose, honestly. We deserved to lose that game. I mean, the build us time and time and time again. And I'm, I'm, whenever I watch United play these days, I'm, I'm just sitting there you know, wondering within myself, how many more times would De Gea have to bail us out? How many more, how many more times? And he, honestly, he cannot, he cannot continue this way. Only needs to go or fix up. I don't, I really do not know. Look at the game against Villarreal. We had a bank of eight waiting behind the ball. And you could see McTominay and Fred running away from possession. You're supposed to be the holding midfielders, for God's sake. Why are you running away from possession? You guys are supposed to be the one building up play and moving possession. And you're running away from the ball. It, it was just so crazy. And honestly, I was, I was just sick of that side. But let's, let's move on to Chelsea's 1-0 loss to Juventus. Um, that's back-to-back -back losses for the most teachers, um, men. Um, Sam. I I understand that the feeling amongst Chelsea fans was <laughs> you guys were already starting to get tired of Tuchel ball. What? This one's a snowflake. Please, please, that was that was an overstatement. No, 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 no. I I could I, I was getting feelers from Twitter. I could I was also getting feelers from my friends. You know who are who are Chelsea fans. I but I don't think I don't think. I think is, I think it was a case of. Um, the bigger terrorist with it, or, 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 or. But, but wait, you calling Tuche? Are you trying to say that Tuche is you know defensive? Or I don't, I don't get. I'm I don't saying get, he's a terrorist. I don't get. What about people? Is PSG played with probably like four of the best attackers you know, and today and they have zero shots on targets. And you see uh, Chelsea playing with I mean defensive players. Five. The, five. The the fullbacks are high. They spend more time. Um, closer to the opposition boss and they spend time. No, the, the thing with Chelsea. No, it's. I want to. I'm trying to correct. I'm trying to correct a an impression. A, a, an impression. Like a notion that like Chelsea, Tuchel is very defensive. That's a lie. I can count. I mean, I mean, teams have scored more goals than Chelsea in the Premier League. I think just um, City and Liverpool. Liverpool. 
What kind of goals did Chelsea score? Goals that like cross Please, the line. That that does that. Does, that, that I don't. I that, don't those, that, 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 that doesn't matter. Let's 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 do Let's do it. So what? Let's, uh, what? How should you? How should, how should you score your goal before you class a team as an attacking team? Let, let me let me get let me get the style of play. Chelsea. Chelsea's, what's the style let, of let play? Guys, guys, guys. Wait. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Yeah, we talking. Yes. I believe my my first. Um, point of view is that Chelsea are a blue bonly. That's that's how I see it. Okay. Because Oje is trolling now. I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling. I'm not serious. serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. You guys are always saying I'm not serious. I'm actually serious. serious. I believe Chelsea are blue bonly. Do you know why? Why? Because I think no many teams have not many teams have scored Chelsea first, and when you actually see them trying to come back in games, there's a struggle. Okay. Like in the Man City game. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any other option but just to be lumping balls also, in Lukaku. Also in the Juventus, the Juventus game. game. They seem to be, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay, look at it. All right, that you, you've actually made a good point. And that's, that's why I want to, like, you know, bring in um, Prodigy into this topic. OJ mentioned Chelsea, whenever Chelsea, you know, um, go behind. There's a problem of, you know, trying to fight their way back into games. Do you, do you think it's a problem yeah, for Chelsea? I think it's, it's yeah, yeah, I agree with him. That's true. Uh, we we like you know whenever teams score against Chelsea, of course they they will try to lock up shop, and yes, Chelsea Chelsea struggles against the blocks. It has been it has been happening. It's, it was not just the Juventus game or you know any team that like decide to sit back and hold a very very um compact. low low and a compact um, defensive. But once we are not sitting back and holding, that was that was a different game. That's a one-off guy. I can mention how many big teams that actually decided that that came out to play play against Chelsea and they lost. You, that was it, you can you can watch that in the Champions League our Champions League run. Uh, we we have played every opponent that came out to play against us. But now um Liverpool Man City was like a one-off. Yeah, Man City repressed Chelsea. But I'm talking about. Teams like you guys see the smaller teams that decide to sit back against Chelsea. Chelsea struggle again whenever a team sit back. I, I think that's due to it. That's a creativity problem. We are we we are we are lacking in that creative uh, creative aspect. Yes, if, if someone someone would like mentioned that Chelsea create a lot of chances, but you have to understand that our chances chance creation are from Chelsea pressing. Whenever like teams come come out to uh, to play against Chelsea and you know true true quick pressing, Chelsea wins the ball. And when you win the ball against teams that are that are out of shape. You can easily like counter and you know, score, but when teams are now like not not holding the ball, they are just sitting back. You are not going to see anybody to press, so it's just more like you just passing the ball around and maybe you know get one cross or something or like uh, that. Even if you shift the ball to the full, uh, wing back, there's still no space to like play a low cross. So that's that's where the issue is. Will there's 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 um, lack of creators, somebody that can open up defense. But, but what did you make of the, the Juventus game entirely? You know, the first half was a little bit dull. There was close to no action in the first half. And then as soon as the second half started, uh, Federico Chiesa put Juventus ahead. Now, we've dealt with the issue of when Chelsea go behind and they try to create something. Juventus, on their own part, you know, they are very, very solid in, in, in their own defending. You know, they mirrored Chelsea's 3-5-2 also. And I think they executed it to perfection. OJ, what, what did you make of Juventus' performance? Do you think they are back? I think... Do, do you think they are getting themselves and they are shaking off that pillow spell? If you are talking about Juventus versus Chelsea, I think it's a case of results changing your 
or results changing people's notion about something because if they did not get the result and they played that way mm-hmm. you'd have said oh there's still a fundamental problem and like do you get mm-hmm. so if Chelsea had won that game the whole perspective would have been different so I, I think they, they just ended up playing what Chelsea how would I put it playing beating Chelsea at their own at game, their own the game. Same yeah, thing. yeah 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 just practically the same thing that was what happened because if we just came to defensive team Juventus game plan against Chelsea was clearly to sit back. Yeah, they, they, they played a, more like a 4 4 2. Understand? That was, that was the formation. It was just to sit back and like hope to hit us with Kiesa's pace. Uh, yeah, it worked because whenever, like, in fact, Juventus were more dangerous than Chelsea in that mm-hmm. match. Yes, that was true. But that's not Chelsea's style of play. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I won't say that you being uh, in possession means that you are the attacking team, but I can't count how many teams are like, have um, dominated possession more against Chelsea, so that's the that's different. They are, they, that was not like they didn't copy Chelsea. No, I, I won't say that they didn't copy Chelsea. All right. But what, what I would say is that that result highlighted um Chelsea's problem of uh, um breaking down um deep blocks. All right. So done with Chelsea. Um, we move to Barcelona, a club. In decline, and I do apologize for saying no, please. You guys should allow me, please. I do apologize. No, 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 we are not. It was, it was two weeks ago. No, 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 no. It was, it was it two weeks ago. It was three, it was three when, weeks ago. When, when, when I was saying Jesus, I was saying yes, I agree. So, I do apologize for saying Barcelona are a better team without Messi. My god, I think they kind of are. I disagree. No, 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 no. No, I'm not accepting any apology. So that's my, that's my. (laughs) On the interim, on the interim, they look so, so bad. I mean, you could pass them for Elche. I mean, that's how bad Barcelona are right now. 3-0 loss in the Champions League to Benfica. Someone said they lost 3-0 to Red House. I mean, (laughs) what is all this? (laughs) But without a shot on target, man. I, I don't know I don't know how to how to process this. Well, Barcelona have gone from being top three, top four teams in Europe to being probably on the DM for Europe. My God, I mean, how can you play two Champions League group games and not register a shot on targets? That's 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 very poor. Also, yesterday night in the big game in the La Liga. They lost 2-0 to Atletico de Madrid. Diego Simeone's boys are finally getting their groove on. Um, Luis Suarez, yes, the rejected stone, is now being the cornerstone at, at Atletico Madrid. He also scored and provided the assist for Thomas Lemar. Um, Prodigy, you saw, you saw the game. Uh, you saw, <laughs> uh, Suarez, you know, run through Barcelona. What what did you make of Barcelona as a team? <laughs> this last uh, first um actually this this I'm happy with the decline. Like I think they're suffering. Everybody for, everybody's happy with the decline. They're suffering for their their sins. Yes, <laughs> their pain. Their for... sins from sins from the past. <laughs> so this this is actually a good a good feeling. I, I was I was enjoying the game. What is time to be alive? I was, I was enjoying the game yesterday. Um, at first I, I think let me see. 
yesterday looks like looked like a, um, a training session for Atletico Madrid. Oh let me let me God. put it that way. You know, Atletico Madrid are not a team that you know, that hold on to hold on to ball for long. Yeah. So you know, ba- Barcelona players and midfield they were just passing the ball around. So that that was one like a training session for Atletico Madrid defending. Wow. Because there was no intent at all from Baka. There was no intent at all. It was just like play the ball around and maybe you know continue tries to shoot or they try a final ball that doesn't connect. Or oh, yeah. the try to wriggle his way past three, four people. Exactly. And then I think defensively they were they were out of place. They were out of place. You you see one one of the um center backs like for the two for the two goals in fact the two center backs were not on the same line. One was very high up the pitch. Oh, wow. Um the other another center back was behind keeping you know keeping another so it was more like the two defenders, the two center backs were keeping their own two different mm-hmm. defensive lines. <laughs> so it was very, very funny. They were open. I, I think, I think Joao Felix was very, very, very good yesterday. He, he didn't score, he didn't assist, but um, the two goals actually was, came. He was involved, actively involved. involved in actively goals. involved in the two goals. Uh, I, I was very, very impressed with, in fact, the first goal, the way he, you know, won the ball, uh, you know, head, head possession until, um, Suarez oh, and, and and Suarez were in a good position and released the ball. Good passes. And he also had like good moments. You know, moments yeah. of like I think Atletico should have even scored more. Uh, more than two. Two two zero was not um, a true reflection of how the ball it was maybe like they would say um, Atletico just played Bobaka played nothing yesterday and I was happy. I was happy. I enjoyed the game and I, I hope say, I hope this continues for, for a very, very I'll long say time. I think to an extent we might be too might be too harsh on Barcelona because we always knew this was going to be a stopgap season. Yes. For them to sell off um, Griezmann, signing um, Luke de Jong. Yeah. So it was always going to be a stopgap season. We ex- nobody was expecting them to win the league. Nobody was expecting them to be the Champions League winners or so. So I think we have to be a little bit lenient with them. Mm, but, 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 not, but not this bad. No, no, we're not saying we should be, they should accept or Baka fans should accept terrible results. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there should be a bit of there should be a bit of leniency afforded to them because most of those guys in their eleven are young players. Most a lot of them are young, very young mm-hmm. players. Some of them just their debuts is Gavi, Demir, um, who else again? Okay, Dest has been here before. Yeah. So some of those players are new players trying to adapt and are coming into a club that is in turmoil or in confusion. Mm-hmm. They don't know who is their nine. They don't know who is the this one or that one. But I, I, I don't think there's a clear identifiable pattern with, with Ronald Koeman. Yeah, he's also part, he's also, also part I, of the program. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of articles, we've seen a lot of tweets, we've seen a lot of fans complain about how Baka are just clueless, you know, they always, yeah, they are the team that, you know, dominates possession. They have very good passers in midfield. But going forward, there's there's no intent. It's just like a United team yeah. without any... The players are just, you know, okay, let's just go onto the pitch. Let's just pass the ball around. Let's just see what we can just fashion out, you know. I, 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 I do not think Ronald Koeman is actually... In control of the situation at, at Barcelona, and a lot of a lot of Baka fans think he should go. Sam, you want to say something? Yeah, I, I think like once now I forgot to mention by yesterday's match, and I think it has been happening. Is like Frankie De Jong looks so out of place, um, or, or in this uh, Ronald Koeman system. He's yeah. more, he's more like he's more, more. His role now looks like more to get into the bus and try and 
score a goal instead of like trying to dictate trying to dictate play. And it's so bad. He looks he looks confused. Uh, that's a very, very good player that is a very, very good player on the board now looks like all of a sudden a very, very bad bad player that can't even play football. Uh, that that's one thing. And OJ mentioned um talked about like yes, back at rebuilding. But do you think the current state of you know the squad or the current structure is a way to go about a rebuild? I don't think so. I don't think in, so. In rebuilding, you don't have to have the best players in the world. Yes, you don't have to. But it doesn't look like there's a clear path now. Yes. As a clear path for who? For, for the, the managers or for the players? You know, you know, on, you know, bo- on both hands. You, know, you, talk- you, mani- you, you can always make mistakes in the managers. In the you can always change the manager. The managers, of course. But then a lot, there have been a lot of... Um, it was not, not just the manager. Let's talk about from management to... What? Um, the current squad profile. Oh, this now. Is, yes. the current, this, the this is a prof- new board. This is a new administration. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. To rebuild a messy less team. It's, so it's never going to be. It's easy. not going to be. It's new. You're making it look like a rebuild. We should give them like time. But yes, for me, as as this current Barcelona stands, as it stands now, this current Barcelona doesn't look like a team that is going to, you know, going to um just wake up all of a sudden and become bitters again, like one bitters again yeah. after I, this season or after the next. I'm not, That's I'm my not own going to honest do a, opinion. I'm not going to do a direct comparison to them and um, Bayern of 2019, but to an I want to. You know when Bayern beats, when Liverpool beat Bayern in 2019, mm-hmm. when um, I think Robin and Ribery were leaving yeah. that particular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seemed like Bayern, they lost, that was the first time in a very long while they were going out in the round of 16, I think. And they're also struggling in, in the league with Nikovac, yeah. right? Yeah. The manager was wrong. The manager can be wrong. He was yes. not the right manager at the moment. Yes. They brought in Nancy Flick. Yes. The player profile, some of those players were leaving or were not good enough yeah. at some yeah. point. I, know, I, I think that at that point, Bayern had to like, you know, do exactly. some reshuffling. So they had to reshuffle. They brought in Gnabry. Yeah. Kuman um, got more consistent. They were trying to sign Sani before then, but they had to wait till the next season before Mansi could finally release him to them. Yeah. So you have to accept those factors and accept that, okay, they are not going to. I think they also lost the DFB that season. Yeah, to, to Dortmund. Most likely. Most likely Dortmund. Or, or what's his name? This guy's team. Um, Nagelsmann. No. Jovic. Look at Jovic. Frankfurt. I think Frankfurt won the DFB that season. I don't think it was Frankfurt. I think Frankfurt it was, was the uh, season before, and Kovac was uh, coach. Okay, it was the Frankfurt. coach of Frankfurt. Yeah. Okay, yes. I think it was but, but they struggled. They struggled that yes, season. Yes. What What I was trying to say about this is now, at least in that Bayern team, there were still like, um, there were still players that you know that uh, the new you could look up to or say like difference makers in that team. For example, now okay, they still had Lewandowski. They still had. Manuel this Neuer. has like the core of the core of the team, yeah. something to build around. But this yes. backer team, like there's nothing actually, there's actually nothing, nothing to build around. around. Yeah. You know, the players that you expect them maybe to build around, they are not doing. It's still like I won't say I won't expect. I won't say uh, you build around the Busquets you, or build around, players uh, that are like nah, probably nah, like nah, going nah, to nah, nah. pass their prime. Yes, you get. So those, that's those that's, that's the difference, and that was what I was trying to say. That was what I was trying to say. Uh, all right. Uh, just before we sign out, um, Brighton. Against Arsenal yesterday, new new draw. Um, Brighton, we are the better team. Graham Potter. Yes, Graham Potter is looking like one of the best managers this season. Um, I just wanted to ask quickly. Looking at Brentford, looking at Brighton, which of these two teams you guys think would do better or finish? Higher in the Premier League this season. I I predicted Brighton and I still stand with it. All right, OJ, what, what, what do you make of Brighton and Brentford? Who do you think is going to finish 
higher on the table. Looking at the results this had this season, looking at the pattern of play. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh that'll be all for this week. Um we are heading into the international break after this weekend. So you guys stay safe. Uh we'll see you next Twitter. week. Uh also follow us on Twitter. At the B people on um, podcast underscore. And on Instagram. The Beer Palo Podcast underscore. All right. See you guys next week. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks.